Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. It's me, Wade Taylor, back at it, doing my thing in the studio where we do everything. Did you hear that? I hope not. I'm definitely not drinking while I'm doing this podcast. It is only my first beer, though. I just wanted a beer. I don't. I haven't been drinking that much lately. Like I had a pack of hams in my. Fr- yeah, everybody shame me right now because I was drinking hams. Whatever, it's a good beer. Fuck off. But I had a thirty rack of hams in my fridge. I think it sat in my fridge for like two months. It was crazy. Um, it took me a while to get through that one. But you know, I'm having a beer on this. This one. I haven't been drinking much lately though. It's good. Uh it's been a crazy couple weeks. I feel like everything's. Going tipsy-turvy, upside down. I've been thrown out of my routine so hard over the past month and half that uh, I feel like I'm I'm always tired because I'm out of my routine now. I think it's really fucked me up, the the amount of stuff that I've been doing as far as, like, traveling, um, like, and then just other side events that I've gone to do. Like, this last weekend, I went to... um, a uh, place I go to almost every year, Cherokee, Iowa. Uh, it's a fucking great little town in Iowa, and I go play in a golf event with my dad, and it's fantastic. Uh, spend the whole weekend together. Um, this year we took my grandpa with us, which was f- awesome. He spent the entire weekend with us in the camper out there and went out, watched golf. It's it's a weird thing. And, uh, it, like, I know a lot of people definitely aren't into golf. I understand that. It's fine. But I'm super into golf. I grew up around it. It's like like uh, it's slowly like become one of my favorite things now that I've gotten older. Which is um, I've I've played it since I was like five. I played. It's weird to think about how long I've been playing golf because you can start at such an early age. That's the weird thing about golf is you can. Everybody always talks about well, you can play it when you're older. Even like you can play it when you're super young too. Like it, there's a reason you give little kids plastic golf balls and those plastic clubs and they hit them around the backyard it's something you can pick up on pretty quick and um you can work at them with and just take them out and do that so i've been playing the game forever but so you can even play it when you're super young um but what's fun about this tournament is um it's match play and for those who don't know what match play is you just go hole for hole so like the the brackets i played in you only played you, you had a nine hole match so, uh, and you play each hole against each other. So whoever scores best on that hole wins that hole. And then like, so if I win hole one, because I got a four and he got a five, I win that hole. We go to hole two and he ends up winning that hole. It's back to even. We're all square now. Or vice versa. If we both make the same score, nobody wins that hole. You move on. The score stays the same. So we, it, it's a fun thing. And uh, you watch, and what's cool is, like, as you get eliminated throughout the tournament, it's a one, you know, it's a bracket tournament, get eliminated. What's fun is people just hop in golf carts, man, and just end up following all the different golf going around. So you actually have, like, spectators driving around following you as you go shot for shot with somebody. It's a fun time. You kind of just get this weird, like, feeling, and it adds this, like, weird sense of pressure because you got people watching you going, is he going to make the good shot here? Ooh, he stuck himself behind that tree. Can he get out of there? It's a fucking blast. You can't beat it. Um, the fun, the, the only thing that sucked this weekend was uh, 
so we always take uh, my dad's camper up. He's got a camper, obviously. I love when I repeat things that I just said. Like, we stayed in my dad's camper. He's got a camper. Like, there's no need for me <laughs> to re-divulge that fucking information. You already know that. You could, I should give you guys the benefit of the doubt. But that's just weird speaking habits for some reason we've all put in. Ah, fuck, this bug bite is messing with me. I got bit the fuck up over this weekend, too. Just so many bugs. It's rained so much here in Iowa over the past couple months that the bugs are just terrible. And half of them, like, weren't even, like, mosquito bites. This one clearly is. But there was a ton of bites I got from gnats, dude. I had a swollen fucking ear. It was crazy. Like, my left ear was completely swollen because it got bit by gnats so much. It was crazy. I've never heard or seen that before. It was ridiculous. But I had to digress. Here we go. So we stayed in our camper at this little campground all week. And uh, it, it, every time I go stay in the camper, I just all I can think about is how I could totally live like this. I think about it all the time. There's n at least twice a year where I hit a point in like sitting at work and I go, I could walk out of this fucking building right now. I could totally do it. I could walk out of this building. Not say a goddamn word to my fucking boss. Go home. Start packing up my electronics and different things. Sell a bunch of it. Sell my furniture. Go sell my car for a pickup. And get a fucking small little little fucking camper. Where it's got like a bed sitting up on the top of the thing. You got a kitchen. And it's got like a makeshift living room area it's just a little tiny pullway one like my dad's got a way bigger one than i do it actually has like bedrooms and a bathroom and shit but i was thinking like and i could just get in this thing and just drive off and go wherever the fuck i want and then you just go to different places and maybe get a bartending job here or there raise up a couple little bit of money get cash jobs right get cash jobs work get a little bit of money here and there you don't have to pay taxes on that you just got to register your car here and there and you just like live like that. Like I think about it all the time. I just like the freedom of that sounds so awesome. Uh, I feel like sometimes I do a lot of the things I do as far as uh, having a job and um, making sure I have a job where it has certain benefits and things of that nature, or live certain places. I do it a lot of times. I feel like because um, there's an the expectation's been set, but it's not as much as the expectation is I don't want my family to worry about me. Like, I feel if I were to just get in this, like, camper and just be like, fuck all this shit. I'm done with it. I'm going to go do whatever I want for the, forever now and just drive around and go. Like, eventually, I'd probably, more than likely, I probably could do it for five, six years. I think I could do it for at least five years. I might be able to stretch it to eight. And do that and, like, do those jobs and do that. But eventually I think I'd run into some kind of uh, probably financial trouble. That's what would end up happening. Something like that would happen to me. Or, like, trying to go be bold and go hiking somewhere I'd hurt myself. And now and I don't have insurance or some shit. And then I got to come back and rely on my, like, on my family. And they're going to be like, we told you so. You should have just played it safe and stayed in the office. And they're right. And, you know, in a way. But it's also like, yeah, but then they're going to sit there while I have this fucking broken cast, uh, you know, broken cast, broken foot in a cast, and 
they're going to be like, you should have done that. But uh, what was the Appalachian Trail like? What? What did you? What was uh upstate New York like? Uh, where? What, can you tell me a little about San Diego? What was the the border like at uh, in Arizona, right next to Mexico? Like, you know what I mean? I I think there's as much as like people want to tell you like play it safe and stay this way. They want to hear the stories from the person who is taking the risks. Um, it's something I think about a lot, and that's why I always want to just like sometimes just fucking bail on it all and go do whatever I want because that's what's crazy like in people that sounds like a crazy statement because you still need money in this uh in this world and that's for sure but like it's so cheap I think I could stretch it because like staying at like a camper park in most places like if you go to small smaller towns and stuff like that you go to the bigger places right outside of towns I'm sure they're more expensive but like most places are like 10 15 bucks a night like they're like 150 if you stay a month. Like it's not that expensive. So you could fuck it. 150 bucks, plug in your fucking camper. They have water and electricity and the place to drain the shit out of there. That's the only thing people forget about is you got to drain the shit out of your fucking camper. <laughs> that's, and that's always fun, man. Let me tell you. Just draining your fucking excrement in your in your uh, thing. You know, God forbid you hit something on the way there and you fuck up a pipe and now you can't really have your sh- tank shit in in there anymore or whatever. But it's like 150 bucks and like it's got, so it's got all that there. You already pay for it. You stay there a month. Go work in town, meet some people, talk around, just you know, fucking do whatever you want. Work those odd jobs, like I said. Make the money back. You could probably double that. You could easily double that 150 bucks for staying there for a month easily and then dip out you know what i mean and then like the food is not like if you get a job at a bar they'll probably you can probably get meals to take home i mean it's not i think i could do it and you're just being a bag of ant but is that how you say that bag of ant gallivant bag of ant i don't remember but you basically just you know living off the smallest resources possible but i don't know i sound so appealing to me sometimes i think it's just because i know i you'd be free and I think it's all, a lot of people what they want is free. <laughs> Everybody wants something free. Free meal, free health care. Am I right? <laughs> okay. Well, there you go, guys. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, yeah, every time I stay in that camper. Oh, I guess I did want to say this. This camper, what I had to do this week, sucked a little bit. So I stayed out in the, the – I think it fucked up my back hard. I uh, I stayed on the pull-out couch in the camper, and my dad brought this, like – piece of plywood to put under it so like you wouldn't sleep on it and have that like metal bar going through your back so instead you're just sleeping on like a flat piece of wood with like a you know with the mat on top of it which seems really good and then I but but I think it fucked up my lower back hard because I've had nothing but back problems I've had to do yoga the past like three days to get the fucking knots out of my back it fucking sucked I went and played my like the first round of my tournament golf and it took me 45 minutes to be able to swing a club. I didn't think I was going to be able to play for a minute because I was just swing trying to swing, and I couldn't rotate my fucking back. It was so shitty. I was like, I don't know what's about to happen here. Um, luckily, thank God, I was able to get it loose enough, and I could go out and hit. But I had no power behind my swing. I just uh, Sleeping in a bed that is like you're used to, 
definitely helps out. And I think I've definitely been having more back problems lately because I sleep weird. I sleep in um, my normal bed, and then sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night. I'm notorious for this. I'll get up in the middle of the night, wake up in my bed. And if I wake up from wherever, whatever I'm sleeping on at that time, I, I have the hardest time going back to sleep on that in that bed or, like, anywhere I'm at going back to sleep on that surface. I don't know what it is. So I get up so many times, and I'll go sleep out on my couch. And then I'll wake up again and then go back to my bed and sleep. So I keep switching back and forth. Or, like, some nights I'll just sleep on my couch to start with and then move to my bed later that night. I think that's fucking up my back hard because those two surfaces are not the same at all, which is weird. This is what gets me about that. I sit on my couch sometimes on like a Saturday where I got nothing to do. You ever just have those fucking awesome Saturdays where you there's maybe like college football on or you're like fucking a marathon and the Lord of the Rings. That yeah, Everybody's like, yeah, that sounds way more like Wade. Wade watching college football, I like college football, but I'm probably more likely to watch a whole marathon of the Lord of the Rings over like any random college football game. And I'll sit there on my couch, sitting there, laying down, and have no problem. Get up later that night and go to my bed and sleep. And I'll wake up, and I don't have any problems with my back. But for some reason, sleeping in the middle of the night, switching back and forth, my back's fucked up. That makes no sense, and I guarantee you no chiropractor can fix it because they're not real doctors. Fuck chiropractors. Fuck doctors, for that matter of fact. I have a problem. I don't like doctors. I don't like, oh, oh real original, Wade. A guy who doesn't like going to doctors. Yeah, that's so groundbreaking. I know, right? Oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Maybe it's just time to jump into the topics for this week. <laughs> you think so? He's like, you guys are looking at the clock like, normally he only rants for like 10 minutes. It's been like 15 minutes of the podcast doing this. Yeah, you guys just heard about my dreams that I wanted. Oh, okay, guys. Uh, I found this uh, article called... Um, uh, it's surprisingly hard to tell if someone's drowning, so we made a, you a guide. So, uh, drowning, it's an epidemic. You can find statistics that show having a pool in your backyard is more dangerous than having a gun in the home. Uh, you can find that on some conservative media sites that'll tell you that. But uh, and even in this article, it says uh, for children ages 1 to 14, drowning is the second most common cause of death from unintentional injuries <laughs> unintentional like like a one-year-old there's just a goth one-year-old out there just like it's bad on my rage is fucking cutting its wrist <laughs> some, some one-year-old is just giving himself diaper rash out there. Uh, I don't deserve to have a clean diaper. Yeah. Don't cry. Don't let mom know I sawed myself. <laughs> unintentional injury. Yeah. The cause of death. Like, what else would cause an unintentional injury that causes death? I'm trying to think of what else that would entail. Like... An unintentional, I guess, head trauma. Like, my buddy Scott, when I was a kid, we used to do this thing. We had a big old willow tree in the backyard, and we used to have the swing thrown over to us. Like, it was hanging from one of these really high branches. You could climb to the middle of the tree, and it was like seven, eight feet off the ground. And you throw the, the swing over, 
and you'd pull it up, like lift it all the way up to where the seat was, and you'd hop in the seat, and you'd jump from seven, eight feet down, you know, off the tree, and you'd just fall, and then you'd get, like, jerked, right? And then just, like, it would swing you forward because you'd just drop, and then they would hit the, the chain would just straighten out super quick and then throw you. And we had Scott uh, one time try it. And he, w- he was looking at me while he was sitting up there. And he's like, are you sure this is safe? And I'm, the famous last words, man. Yeah, man, I do this all the time. Um, And Scott didn't, well, I didn't know this. Nobody, every every time when you're a kid and you're trying to teach somebody something that you think that they should just know how to do, uh, you just tell them. But you, you don't tell them the technique. So Scott decided, I'm going to lean all the way back. He's like, I'm gonna hold back and then lean my head clear back as I swing out, try like like a normal swing position, like you know when you're pumping, you like push your legs straight out and your back. But uh, he thought that's what you needed to do. No, you just jumped and let it t- and take you. So when he leaned back, all his weight went backwards and he just fell like a it like just went straight backwards. And the tree underneath that we were jumping on, underneath it was aligned with bricks. It had like a a circular brick garden around the 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 fucking uh, root of the tree, which is so stupid. I still don't understand why that was there to this day. And he clocked his head on one of those fucking bricks. And, of course, he was... F- uh, I don't remember if it knocked him out or what, but it fucked him up. He de- like had a concussion and stuff, so I guess that's an unintentional injury, I guess. Unintentional injury is a weird thing, because aren't most injuries unintentional? Nobody, like... The, like the uh, what Kevin Ware, whatever his name was, from Louisville, who fucking snapped his leg at the NCAA tournament. He didn't intentionally try to break his. So that's just dumb. I don't know. I don't, I'm fixating on the wrong thing here. We're talking about drowning people. I almost drowned once, actually. Um, yeah, almost. Uh, it was wearing a floaty. Uh, and it was like one of those circular floaties where it had like a chair back and stuff and I was jumping off the diving board and when I jumped into the diving board it like I'd done it like a hundred times that day jumped in this last time and for some reason the way it did when I landed the, the floaty threw me out of it and then I fell into the water and I didn't know how to swim and I just sank like a rock to the bottom and I was just like I, I was panicking, and I just remember like my dad jumping in and getting me out. I it was a, that was a fucking weird day. I, I still kind of have vivid like visions of that because you know how everything seems bigger when you're a kid. I was just sitting in this vast like ocean of blue, like at the bottom of this pool, and you could see the ramp going up to like the where it, like it started to get like into the shallow end and stuff, and just sitting there looking at it like running out of air, just going, I don't know what to do, and, like, just panicking. Ugh, that's a that's a thing I didn't need to go back and realize happened. Um, but, uh, let's see here. Let's find out. There's a giant video here about drowning. Um, lifeguard rescue. So, uh, like, they're, they're, if you're interested in this and want to know how to, like, stop drowning in a wave pool, there is a video here. You can come watch it. Links are in the description, as always. That's got to be terrifying, because, like, I know there's multiple lifeguards at the wave pools and stuff, but there's so many people. How do you tell when somebody's drowning? And I think that's kind of what they're um, trying to get at in this thing. Um, why is there just a pic, fuck it, video of 
There's a video right now of fucking, like, naked mole rats. I don't know why that's there. This is what happens when you go to these websites and they just jam ads and everything they can here. And you're just like, none of this fits anything that I'm looking at. Um, people have certain unexpected unexpectations or have certain expectations about what a drowning person is going to do. Uh, and people's expectations are inaccurate, says Francisco P.A., uh, Ph.D., a drowning prevention researcher and educator. How do you get that title? How do you get into drowning? Like, this dude has some fucking fetishes. If you go through his fucking online account, you can't tell me there's not some weird, like, waterboarding porn on there that this dude's totally into. You don't get into drowning prevention researcher and education on just that subject without being a little fucking weird, man. Okay, he's definitely helped out some people in Guantanamo about. Okay, this is it. <laughs> he's doing he's doing the fucking research and training for the guys who are going in and trying to stop people for or trying to interrogate terrorists. He's teaching them how to waterboard them and drown them without them like dying. <laughs> See what you want to do here is you get you put the wrap over their face and just pour it over top of them. And there you go. That that's how you do that. But you don't want to do too much. Like uh, a bucket of water is good. Just a bucket. Now, a 5 gallon bucket you might actually fucking kill them. Now, if you want to just use the 5 gallon bucket cuz that's all you got and you need it, that's when you fill that thing up and you just hold their head under there. Just hold it, hold it. Make sure you they're still moving before you let them go. You want you want to make sure they're moving still cuz if they stop moving, you probably killed them. <laughs> uh, Francesco Pierre, torture extraordinaire. Uh, they think when a person is drowning, they will be able to call out for help and wave their arms. Uh, people have this information from watching movies where they see the Hollywood rendition of a drowning person. Well, that's just like somebody yelling when they can't swim. Nobody really says they're drowning. It's always like, I can't swim. Like, yeah, you wouldn't be saying shit if you're drowning because your fucking lungs are filling with water. Like, that's the whole point. So, okay, how do we prevent drowning from happening? Uh, oh, here it is. The re in, Oh, in reality, drowning is rather silent. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Drowning, the silent killer. It's a lot like marijuana. It's in your home. In your home. This could happen to you and you and even you. That's why you stay out of your public pools. They're nothing. They're, they're gross. People are shitting and pissing in them. You want to drown and one of your fucking classmates piss because he couldn't get out of the bathroom and he drank all that Dr. Pepper before he came in and he started cramping, but he won't fucking admit that he cramped even though he ate a sandwich five minutes before he got in the water. You're going to let that guy piss in your mouth and you're going to inhale it while you drown, kid? It's awful. Wow, dude, I don't know where my brain goes sometimes. Here we go. Let's find out how we can prevent drowning from ha before it happens. Recognize the signs are only half the battle. Because of the process is so quick and quiet, you must keep a very close eye on children. Most guardians probably aren't supervising it close enough. Oh, here we go. We're going to parent blame. This guy's one of these parent blamers, is he? 
You got to supervise your children. Well, I don't want to supervise my children. I'm trying to have a beer out at the fucking 4th of July pool party. And you know what? I, I, I'm trying to have a good time. I'm eating a hot dog. I'm in the pool. I'm drinking. I'm having a good time. I don't see how my kid needs me to put floaties on him. I'll just throw him in the water and hopefully he knows how. I mean, survival of the fish. I'm all about Darwinism, you know? <laughs> The lifeguard has the responsibility for everybody in the pool, he says. But parents can look at their children and only their children. The best thing it, it's best to think of the lifeguard as a redundant backup system. Yeah, it's like it's like a security system, you know. You hope it's never you have to never use it, but you uh you're glad it's there when it, when you fuck up and you're not there to protect. Yeah, that's the whole point. So, okay, learn CPR, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Go to your local Y, learn CPR. Yeah, just go learn CPR is what I'm getting from this. I think CPR has changed dramatically um, since, like, I remember. Like, I've never learned CPR, but I'm pretty sure it's changed a lot since I've done it. Oh, I don't know, man. But, you know, I went through that article pretty fast. You can go read it for yourself. But you know what? I'm trying to learn things faster. And that's what this next article is going to tell us about. It's going to tell us about how we can learn uh, 10 seconds faster. That's right. A study, the study, wa a study was conducted with the aim to help stroke victims and other neurological damage recover faster. But the findings might help you ace your next calculus test or professional exam. That's right. If you got and everyone's like professional exam, what kind of exams do I have to take as a professional? I don't know if you've ever had to take HR fucking uh, relearning courses every year where they're just like, hey, did you know you're not allowed to hate anybody? You, you know that, right? Also, um, we can't discriminate when giving out certain products. It's like, oh, you mean uh, act like a fucking human being? Yeah, we have to take these tests like that. And do this thing might help you get through those tests faster. You maybe you can memorize them slides quicker and be like, bam. Okay. The research um, had a simple design. Twenty-seven volunteers attempted to master a set of keystrokes, um, alternating practice sessions with ten-second breaks. The research teams monitored when and how they improved. Uh, the findings suggest that early improvements when learning the new skill are made offline during the period when the task isn't actually being performed. Uh, sum up the British Psychologist Society's Research Digest blog. God, that was a lot of words right there. That, I'm going to say that one more time. British Psychologist Society's Research Digest blog. Too many words, man. Uh, when the researchers conducted brain scans of the uh, patients, uh, they were f they may have found out why. I noticed the patient's brain waves seemed to change much more during the rest period during the typing sessions. Um, okay, during the rest period, uh, BPS uh, as all the details. If you're interested in neurological gritty, nitty gritty, but the bottom line seems to be some sort of tat, uh, that for those for these sorts of tasks, our brains actually do most of the learning while we're resting. See that kind of that makes a lot of sense to me. 
because I mean, this I guess thinking about it, like if I'm gonna sit here and like type, and you just in like you just sit there and keep typing. It's like I guess I'll go back to everything I know how to do in life is always a baseball analogy for me because I'm a fucking loser and that's how I spent 23 goddamn years of my life doing it. So I always compare it to that. Um, stick with what you know, right? Like when you're hitting a baseball. The repetition you're learning, your muscle memory is learning, but you you in order to improve that swing or get better, you're resting and thinking about okay, what was that last feeling that I had? Like, and you're thinking about the movement and all that stuff. So, coming up with some kind of movement on that kind of task, you're thinking about the movement more rather than um, performing the movement. Because when you're performing the movement, you are thinking about it in a sense, but you're also just reacting after so many times of doing it. At least that's the way I look at it. Makes sense to me. I don't know. Don't listen to me. This is not worth the time. You're not supposed to be educational. But you can read this article and figure it out for yourself later. Um, but it was obviously a small trial. Let's see what else is going on here. Uh, research cannot be defined answer in the question of what uh, more work is needed. But it's a good reason to think about incorporate these sorts of micro breaks into your study or routine. Uh, first, uh, previous research has shown the power of spreading out learning over a series of instant bursts of studying uh, followed by test rest breaks. Yeah. Or you just do the regurgitation method, which is how I got through school. Learn, barf up material. And then forget it after you throw it up on the test. That's why we called it the regurgitation. It was great. So, but that makes a lot of sense. I guess that's that's a lot of how I do stand up now. I mean, I write down a lot of the shit I think about, and then I kind of put it away, and I'll come back and look at it, and then sometimes I'll sit there and look at it, and I'll be writing, and then I stop for ten seconds and let my brain wander, which allows me to go different places and open different doors. It's uh, it's a lot like saying you take a rest stop on a highway, you know, like otherwise you never would have like if you didn't take that rest, you probably wouldn't have seen something weird that was standing over there or whatever, right? Speaking of taking rest, uh, breaks, uh, this next one is kind of linked to the the article I was just reading where it's like tell your brain to take a hike. Uh, apparently, a path down memory lane, uh, is lined with trees. Uh, so claims the study of the cognitive benefits. Of interacting with nature, um, brought on by a professor at the University of Michigan, uh, they found that people scored on tests of memory and attention improved by 20% after taking a walk in in arbit. What is that? Arb arbitum arbitum. I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm gonna look that word up because it's gonna bother me, and we're gonna find out what it said, how to say it. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Give me. Come on. No. That's not what I want. Google. You know that. Arboretum. Okay. Um, so a botanical garden. Why don't they just say that? That's a better word for it. Okay. Because uh, um, a control group walked through the city and showed no improvement. Okay. Okay. Um, of course, the effects of nature have a long been known, not scientifically proven. What a better way to take a break from our Harmon modern routine is to spend the weekend in the country. It's maybe obvious, but when scientific evidence 
or investigates common sense, it often yields uncommon insights. Uh, would you have thought, for example, just looking at a photo of nature could improve your memory? And uh, oh no, I didn't. That's weird. Improve your memory just from looking at a photo? Uh, a group was given a photo of a nature scene. And other groups of photos of busy city. The people who looked at the landscape scored better on sequences of memory tests. Now, I wonder if the memory tests happen to be about the photos or if they're just like some kind of other thing. I don't know. If they're based off the memory of the photo themselves or the landscape they're walking, I bet you for some reason we are more built for like biologically this is all spitballing here guys i bet you we're built biologically somehow to definitely uh see the world of the of nature um a lot easier like somehow we can uh pick out the differences and are more alert in nature because we know we're more vulnerable out there i wonder if that has anything to do with it i don't know but uh I I like I think nature for me helps like jog my memory like give her just like like a walk through the woods or whatever it brings back a lot of memories all the time and I wonder like because I think shapes bring back a lot of memories for me um obviously like staring at specific items will definitely bring back memories but I think more or less um. They de like memories come back really hard when you see a shape. Like you go, huh, that thing looks like this, which reminds me of this, and which then reminds me of this time with my family. I, I don't know. I catch myself doing that kind of shit all the time. So, it it's very, I don't know. Memory is such a fucking fascinating thing. I don't know. I don't e like. I can't even wrap my brain around like what memory is. To be honest, like, because <laughs> I can't remember it. <laughs> Oh shit guys, it's that time at the podcast. You know what it is. It's our misconnections, baby. Alright, this one comes from Dallas, Texas. That's right, it's called You Were at the Gas Station with Your Partner. I was so embarrassed because I had just finished working out and I looked a hot mess and ran right into you and your partner. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. You don't got your face on. Bruh, you got to stay on top of that. All right. Even though he's my people, it was you. Oh, yeah, it was you. I was noticing inside and in my car inside and in my car tell me what i was trying to do when i ran into you guys so i know it's you see this okay so if it, okay this person that he's trying to hit on is with a, their partner which my guess is is one of his friends because it says it's his people this guy or girl i'm going to say guy though i'm just going to since he says he i'm going to say it's he um, is going to a lot of lengths to try to hustle his homie's girl away from him. That's what's happening right now. You're going to Craigslist. Like, man, can you think about how fucking pissed you'd be as a boyfriend to find out that your girlfriend wanted to cheat on you so bad that she didn't even go out in public to a bar to cheat on you. She went to Craigslist 
And not only went to Craigslist, she went to Craigslist to make sure she could find the post to see to see if the guy they ran into earlier that day at the gas station, the person they know and probably have contact info for, she's going to go out on Craigslist, see this post and go, oh my God, I can't believe it. He was thinking the same thing. I was going to post something here too. I want to cheat on my boyfriend with this guy. Holy shit, dude. Like, I can't, if, if I was the actual boyfriend in this scenario and I, like, found out that she went to Craigslist because she was going to post about cheating on, trying to get someone to cheat on <laughs> with on there, but then she found your one of your friends who was posting about wanting to cheat on her or cheat on you <laughs> with her. It's like, holy shit, man. That's, there's too many matrix levels in that. Holy, they just broke the fucking internet. There's way too many fucking loopholes. This is why people get caught cheating. There's too many steps here. And granted, you can't trace this back to him. They're like, you, you, like, there's no email unless they put a personal email in here. Let's, I'm gonna hear email to a friend. Ah, uh, damn it. No, that's not what we want. Let's see. There's no contact. Where's the contact? Reply. I think it's just a genetic. Yeah, a generic. Genetic. It's a genetic email. Let me tell you something. The internet's come alive, and it's got genetics now. Oh, guys, what a fun fucking podcast this has been. It's been all over the place, hasn't it? Oh, that gave you guys some extra time this week. Hell yeah. Well, guys, if you want more fun stuff that comes from punninggame.com, you want to head over there right now. You can find this show and all of the archived episodes. You can listen to my other show with my older brother Nathan called Who Gives F Podcast every Wednesday. Check that out. You can check out my other show I do with my little brother Jake called Fun Pun Gaming. It's our Let's Play channel where we release every Tuesday and Thursday a new episode. Go check that out. We just finished up Crash Bandicoot, and you can watch that entire series in its entirety right on the website. Just go to the Fun Pun Gaming page and you can see all the playthroughs we've ever done then guys if you just want to check out somebody else besides me rambling on all the time you can check out monster jamboree every thursday hosted by matt lamb and eric bridges check that podcast out then you have the grove podcast every tuesday with matt lamb and joshua gladstone them talk conspiracy theories and shit it's a good time i'm on there a couple times so if you want to hear somebody me talk to somebody besides my older brother or myself go check me out with matt lamb and talk shit on there. And then Fridays, you have Things About Stuff with Judge Die uh, and The Bearded One. You definitely want to check those out as well. Fun stuff on there. And guys, if you want to support the site, uh, easy way to do it now and get yourself something comfy and nice, go check out the merch store. We have teespring.com slash store slash punning game. You can buy yourself a shirt for this show, Who Gives a F?, Fun Pun Gaming, and there'll be more shirts to come for the other shows once we get some designs done and ready. Uh, check that out, though. Teespring.com slash stores slash punning game. Links are in the description down below. You can find all the links uh, for the stuff in today's episode right uh, right in the bottom. Oh, guys, I got stand-up stuff to tell you about. I got the stand-ups to tell you about. The stand-ups. Uh, next Friday, if you're listening to the, actually, it's this Friday. If you're listening to this the day it comes out on uh, the 20, uh, June 24th, uh, June 28th, I'm going to be at, um, I believe it's called the Beachwood uh, Lounge. It's called, and it's, uh, it's called, the, called the Bomb Shelter. It's downtown Des Moines. Come check that out. I'm doing a spot there. It's going to be a great time. 
Um, and actually, that Wednesday, June 26th, so this the week this episode comes out, guys, come check me out. I'm doing stand-up at a couple different spots. I'll be at the Goldmine uh, comedy show at the Gas Lamp. That's also downtown Des Moines. So come check out those shows. It's going to be a blast. Uh, you won't regret it. We'll have some fun, have some drinks, and laugh a lot. Uh, guys, thank you for listening and not worth the time. I've been your host, Wade Taylor. And remember, don't fucking break the matrix by trying to cheat on Craigslist. By running into people you know and not just using their phone numbers. 